Deborah says, I have an SMSF, but have done very little with it. It was set up for me ages ago. Within it, I mortgaged a house, paid it off last year. Now we have some cash in there. Would you buy high dividend shares or would you buy a managed buy it into a managed portfolio. I am also contemplating just opening a retail fund and moving the cash in there so they can handle it. I know this means more fees. Ideas, welcome. Yeah, well, Deborah, I've done very little with it. I think you've done a lot with it. You've paid a house off Mm. (laughs) in the self-managed super fund and and there's money uh, accumulating in there. Look, really, these situations you can't wreck it. Like, sure, you can walk over to any retail or industry fund and say, I want to create a new account and just pump that with employee contributions or move the cash, roll over the cash to there. You can do that. That's fine. I'm probably more likely, because you've got to pay for the annual auditing and account fees anyway for the super fund, you can go to any brokerage or uh, investment platform and open an account owned by the self-managed super fund and just buy, like if you just bought IVV and IOZ ETFs, like that's your US top 500 and your Australian top 200, like you could do something as simple as that. Um, Would you buy high dividend shares or would you buy into a managed portfolio? Yeah, number one, I'm probably not doing single stocks. I am doing more of a managed portfolio. Now that could mean... um, an ETF, like some examples I've mentioned, it could mean uh, a Vanguard Diversified High Growth Fund, uh, which is the one-stop shop. Or, and I'm just thinking about this one, Deborah, you could see someone like Stockspot and have an account owned by them. So at least you do have some type of portfolio and rebalancing and all that. So realistically, the self-managed super fund is just an entity, no different than a company, it's a trust, or your own name that you can buy investments in. Uh, I think it is more, um, look, I'm going out on a limb as well. Um, Owning a property within your super fund, you said ages ago, I have not met many Debras in their 30s. So I'm going to assume you might be over 45. I'm probably getting some advice uh, because there could be some broader strategic things that you need to consider rather than just walking in and buying some managed funds with that or setting up another super fund. So that's kind of my two cents on the issue. Yeah. I think it also depends like how much interest you have, how much you are going to, if, if you're going down the single stock selection, you know, you might get into it and read all about it once and never again. And that's definitely not how you need to stylistically approach that strategy if you're going to do it. It sounds to me like you're looking for high dividend shares. And so, I mean, you can do a combo, like not to make things overly complicated, but there are people who buy ETFs and they might put a portion of their money into, you know, some of the high dividend stuff in single stocks. But for most people, we've got to set up financial systems that work whether we are asleep or awake. And, you know, the more manual intervention that we have to have to make our strategy work, the more I see people tripping themselves up just as a general life admin thing. And so if you don't have the time nor inclination to really be across it all, outsourcing it to an ETF or managed fund provider just means that they're doing all that hard work for you. And you don't have a worry that you've overweighted yourself in a particular asset or you haven't rebalanced or whatever it is. uh, And that years down the track, you think, oh God, I didn't really understand what the hell I was doing. I think it's probably a get advice chat. Hi, 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, and the reason I think it is an advice chat, Jess, you know, the high dividend thing, why does someone want high yield on their shares? And that's potentially for income. Yeah, totally. is there a pension phase that needs to be set up? Mm-hmm. Or do we need to set, like, get ready for a pension phase in eight years or something like that? And it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Um, mm. I'm just not doing individual shares because I've been ranting lately. I, I shared a reel on Instagram and it was a graph of the big four share price, right? And if you chose, say, A and Z, because you bank with them and they're awesome and all that stuff, and you're like, oh, I want to buy shares in ANZ, you pick the wrong bank for return on investment. <laughs> like, you should have mm. bought CBA shares categorically over the last six, seven years. So, we don't do individual stocks, but what you can do, as an example, Vanguard have a an ETF, the Vanguard Australian Shares High Yield Fund, the ticker is VHY, and effectively, that ETF just invests in high-yielding Australian shares. So you got your diversification and mm. it's it's cheap. It's point, yeah, 0.25 PA, so it's fine. And I'd be more inclined if you didn't want to get advice, if you didn't want to look at your whole situation, why wouldn't you set up a brokerage account or a platform and just invest into a, um, a, a high-yield ETF? Uh, but then begs the question is like, do we want international exposure? I don't know. Mm. I would say just on that, if you're going to do that, there's a couple of things that I would look for ahead of time. I'd look at what's the reporting that you get for the price you pay. Because often with people with platforms, they're looking for the lowest cost. And I'm like, "Ah." make sure you're comfortable with the reporting you get. I often ask um, my members to look at whether you can get what's called unrealized capital gains tax reporting, because you want to be able to see if I sold this asset, what's the position that I'm in? And you want to be able to sort of forecast that ahead of time. Uh, So yeah, I would look into platforms that give you more functionality from a reporting perspective and also auto rebalancing features. Again, we want to get out of our own way. And if you're going to have to manually go in and reweight stuff or buy more things individually, it just leads to slippage. Mm, Absolutely. So, hey, good problem to have. We definitely want to do something because we've got the property there. Mm. And what are we going to do with the property? Like what's the property worth? Do you still want to be a landlord even though it's in the super fund? You might want to be. Uh, so, yeah, I think advice is needed. And if you are, you know, staring down pre-retirement planning, uh, do reach out to uh, the Financial Advisors Financial Edge Group. They've been on the Retire Right podcast. Um, so you'll be in great hands with uh, the team at Financial Edge Group. They're in, um, they're on the central coast of New South Wales where they help uh, people all over Australia. My parents are clients and they live in Queensland. So, yeah, you've got to get advice. 